This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus. On your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and more. Right now you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash patch. This episode of The Patch is sponsored by NatureBox. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to NatureBox.com slash The Patch. Hey everyone, welcome hey. to the patch. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Rooster Teeth's weekly gaming news podcast. I'm adjusting my hat in so live video form. It looks like you're form. doing antlers. I feel this week featuring Gus Sirola, no antlers. Birdie the moose. Actually, <laughs> I messed it up. <laughs> Doesn't even know. And Gus Sirola, the second moose. Uh, <laughs> all right, lots of video game news to talk about. Well, first of all, I want to uh, welcome everyone who's watching for the first time. This is uh, live stream is open to everyone on the internet on YouTube right now. So, so the patch we usually talk about gossip, the latest entertainment headlines, etc. That's no, what we usually talk no, about. we talk about video and, games. And video we, games. We talk about video games for an hour. So we're not going to evaluate who wore it better because I made a list, a big one. How about who cares less? Because <laughs> I'd be at the, I'd be at the fucking top. Who wore it better, the dude from Watch Dogs or? A warlock from a World of Warcraft trailer. <laughs> He's got like this like thing. It's very Ubisoft when you I don't know the name of the main character and I should by this Aiden. point. Aiden. Aiden, thank you. But instead of like with uh, Edward Kenny or whatever the name of the guy in Assassin's Creed. Kenway. Is. I don't know Kenway. I don't know his name's there. You've I've been playing this game for like hundred to two hundred hours. Have played so much Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Four was like they made a big deal before it came out about like the sea chanties and stuff. I was like, That's stupid. Started playing the game. Anytime I see a sea chanty, I will chase the shit out of that. And I, I am so super happy. Super frustrating too. Yeah, yeah. Can it's I? It's like orbs and crack down. Catch. Can I can I give you a you view may. into What's one up? of our co-hosts' gaming habits? <laughs> that is the point at which Ashley rage quit out of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> the very first one. Like five <laughs> minutes into the game, she was just like, you know, there's a thing in Assassin's Creed where I, I've always been fascinated by, and I know it's a game mechanic and they got to do what they got to do, but it's always funny to me when you mess up and you think like, what would it be if I was in real life and I went and messed up in that way? Like, oh, I wanted to walk to the door, but I did it wrong and I climbed up the wall. <laughs> 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 the second floor. It's like the mistakes you make in video games are not the mistakes you make in real life. Yeah, you yeah. know. And watching her, like, how do you play these open world Assassin's Creed style games? Because the parkour platform stuff must drive you insane. Uh, I'm yeah, talking to Gus. Yeah, it does. Uh, but I do it for the sea chanties. <laughs> I do. I do not fast travel in my boat. I, I sail everywhere manually, and that's like so calming. And they so, need a new so propaganda nice. poster. Do it for the sea chanties. Do it for the chanties. Yeah. So the Assassin's Creed 4, we'll get off because it's an older game. It's, it's relevant, I think, to talk about it now that wa- this is Watch Dogs yeah. week, essentially. But Assassin's Creed 4, I've been playing that a little bit late in the game um, than everyone else. But that's been the game I've been playing on the treadmill because it's mm-hmm. one of those games you can play while walking at two or three miles an hour. And it doesn't require like, like twitch skills, which right. will make me walk off the side of the treadmill like a Halo game or a Call of Duty. I have booked 260 miles playing Assassin's Creed 4. It's by far... I now judge games like that, not by hours played, but by how far I walk playing them. That's like so 10, 10 marathons. marathons. How many did you get out of Skyrim? Uh, Skyrim, I didn't do it completely on the treadmill, but I got about 130. My previous highest was Fallout New Vegas, I think was at 145. 
And I'm like, just to benchmark this, I'm at like 98% synchronization on Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Wow. I'm now down to the point where I got to sail around the world, get off the goddamn boat, and pick up all the chests and and animus fragments everywhere. Yeah. So That's frustrating. It's a little frustrating. (laughs) It's a little frustrating. I'm just glad I didn't have to, at least I don't think so, I don't have to go into the real world parts of Assassin's Creed, which, by the way, don't make a lot of sense to me. But <laughs> it's a whole part of the Hold game on. that say that a little bit quieter. Well, I just I don't think people can not hear you. Yeah, I, I just I, something about the real world stuff is just unnecessary, and it was so self-referential in this last title with like yeah. Ubisoft is in the game, except that they did give themselves a really cool office space. <laughs> Trust me, they, their studio does not look like that. The, you don't have to collect. I guess it does. You don't need it for synchronization. The only thing I think you collect in the real world is like those. There's those like QR codes, right? And you also have to hack computers. Oh. Yeah. With like those little hacking mini games. Mm-hmm. And it does oh, tell I you hated those hacking it, it does tell you you've got like twenty two of thirty three and stuff like that, but I'm not seeing any achievements or I'm not seeing any synchronization goals that are tied to that. So I'm working on completion. And then watchdogs will be my next one. Yeah. I makes a good segue to talk about watchdogs. I haven't had a chance to play a ton of watchdogs. I think I only played it for about an hour last night. But again, I'm going to brag about my super fast internet at home. <laughs> no, let's you're going to brag about I how quickly you were able to download it, it, you? And I was like, I need to go pee. Went and peed, came back, ready to play. You're sh- you get out of here. Was, by the time I pissed and came back, it was at 17%. It what? took us like an hour, what, hour and a half maybe? Although, yeah. although I'm not convinced you started downloading it when you said you did because you're busy playing Assassin's Creed. I was playing Assassin's Creed in the background while I downloaded which could have affected my download time. You know, you play. I hear was having issues. I, yeah, a lot yeah. of people were having troubles with it yesterday. I think it you sounds play like it's recovered. Ha- you play was having issues. So it was, peop- it was people who were excuse. playing. I don't think you play affected my download no. speed from Xbox but Live. People who were playing Probably on not. the PC version were experiencing trouble, right? I, I believe that was the case, where people who were playing on the PC could not launch the game because there was delayed authentication on the UPlay. I service. read the same thing, and I kind of inferred from that that PC does, Master Race. Well, that you play does that have like a dedicated now. console for like? Does Microsoft run the the Xbox version of UPlay? Because I always thought it was a layer that the developers put in, like UPlay and Origin and those kinds of things that would kind of piss off Microsoft and Xbox and PlayStation. I don't think it's. I don't think. I think on consoles, it's not a gatekeeper for authentication and for verification like it is on the PC. So if it goes down, you just go through and play the game anyway. Right. Okay. I think like on the on the. On the console, it's more of a like an independent achievement tracking, and you get the UPlay coins and stuff like that. Yeah, like there's features that might be missing or stuff that might not track if you're not logged into UPlay, but it knows that you've legit got the game. It knows you play. Oh, yeah. nice. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank that, you. The, the awkward <laughs> pause was just us like stunned in appreciation at that pun. You know, one of the things that made me happy, Jack Patillo is here off screen. Uh, to hey, my right. Jack. Hey, Jack. So one of the great benchmarks of progressing in Assassin's Creed 4 was actually beating Jack on the leaderboards. Because I know Jack plays oh, the nice. hell out of Assassin's Creed. And yeah. there goes Jack running home to play more <laughs> Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of his game. He loves that series. Whenever, like, I always associate certain games with certain people and definitely Assassin's Creed when I think of that But game, really specifically Assassin's Creed 2. Like, he likes that Ezio character. Revelations? Yeah. Well, all of them. I think, well, well, I think two, Revelations two is his favorite Two Revelations, game. Brotherhood, right? Those are the, that's yeah. the trilogy of two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the, <laughs> the way, three the Assassin's way Creed games that aren't one, three, and four. Basically, <laughs> basically the way that boils down. So, and it, it, even in, like, in Assassin's Creed 4, they hinted at a lot of stuff uh, for you know, what's coming with like, all these different other ancestors, like hinted at different eras. Yeah. I wonder if the Assassin's Creed team was planting all that stuff knowing that the Watch Dogs team is working. They, they also had, I think, post-credits in AC4 once you finished the campaign. Spoiler. Uh, they, well, I, I won't spoil it. They had hints or they told you specifically how some of those characters related to characters yes. in other games. 
Yeah, and there was a character in the game that was actually kind of aware of that. Right. Which one, I, I didn't play three. I didn't play the the American one, oddly. But uh, yeah. So anyway, we're talking a lot about Assassin's Creed, but it was a preface to talking about Watch Dogs. Well, so. it was it was actually nice that you were playing Assassin's Creed immediately before Watch Dogs because it made them a little bit easier to compare. The way that I've thought about it through the marketing, through this whole pre-releasing, is like, oh, Watch Dogs is like Assassin's Creed, except in the past, it's in the future. And instead, instead of... So, yeah. Like, that's how I've been thinking of it. But and, and, it's actually, like, it's got some cool stuff, like daisy-chaining cameras. Yeah. It's really cool. It's interesting. Just like, I have to find a camera, I have to get line of sight to another camera, and then I can daisy-chain through to that one and see that instead. Um, you could go through an entire level just peeking through cameras. It's really cool. But, like, the hacking stuff that's in these UB games is funny because it's like, look at the camera, then hack that camera through a camera, then look at that, <laughs> then hack a console just by looking at it through a camera that you've already hacked. That's it's how like, hacking works. You don't know. I, I get that it's the future. <laughs> I get that. But uh, when, you, when you had the ready-to-play, I would guess as fast as your internet is at home. It's pretty fast. That even when you had the ready-to-play, by the time you reached the portion of the game – uh, that had not downloaded. You, do you probably had know, downloaded it. Do by you then. even know what that portion of the game was? No. Like, did it ever? It yeah. stopped us because oh, we played through like the first level uh, up until um, you, you first used the blackout. Yeah. Mm. And then about that point, it said, "Oh, we're still installing the game." Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it, go away like, and come back. It's like, please pause. But that said, it was a much better integration, I think, of the plays you download than like Plants vs Zombies was because that was just confusing. This was actually starting the game, playing through, getting familiar with a bunch of the stuff. What happened with Plants vs Zombies? It's like you you could start playing the game. This, you is could this go Garden in, Warfare or yeah, it, Garden okay. Warfare, and you could pick a character, but then you end up in a sandbox with no instruction, you're just in no information. Lawn. You're just there and you're wandering around, and then some guys might try and come and kill you, but not always. Hmm. It was really weird. You're basically in a front lawn, and you have you can pick one of the plants, and you play as that plant in FPS mode, and you're just shooting zombies as they come close. I think we were playing as the uh, what's the spitter plant? I'm not it's the not pea a, shooter. Yeah, it's not a franchise that I was like mm-hmm. you know dying to play. Um, it never really grabbed hold of me the way stuff like Peggle did. But um, yeah, Peggle. we played that, and honestly, that pre mini game, it had no explanation, had no tutorial, nothing. It's just like you're just wandering and shooting, and you kind of figure it out by trial and error. By the time the game finished downloading, it's like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> that was not a good experience yeah, that, for me. You don't want to hear that. No, you don't want to hear that. I mean, it seems like uh, they have different approaches. Maybe the, yeah, well, I like the idea with. Uh, watchdogs that you get to start playing the actual game, then you just have to wait. No, it seems it, like for maybe Plants vs. Zombies, you should have been able to play one level in right. multiplayer or something, as right. opposed to a watered-down non-tutorial. Yeah, instead it was it was kind of a poor introductory experience to the game, which is, I mean, the game is itself, everyone says it's really amazing, but when I think of it, I think of that, and I just get frustrated all over again. Hmm. It was, uh, yeah, that, I, that was a surprising game for me. I wasn't expecting to like it, but I uh, had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, everyone says it's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially for what it is. Uh, they Did they announce that they were adding microtransactions yet? Yeah, they, they announced did, that right. a couple weeks ago. And what will those microtransactions entail? You're going to be able to purchase the booster packs. So you can't, I believe you cannot purchase individual upgrades. You can just purchase packs that then have random upgrade cards in them. Okay. Although I think you can also buy ones that are guaranteed to have like one of this kind of thing. Yeah, there's different tiers of quality of packs where it's like there's cheaper ones that that obviously cost less and then have no rare cards all the way up to one that's guaranteed to have like three rare cards or, or ultra rare cards in it. And you pay you pay more in game currency for those, and I assume the microtransactions follow the same scale. Um, it's funny because we it, also announced that they're adding uh, Battlefield microtransactions to Battlefield Four. 
Is it is it like a developer with a tin cup asking for money to help finish the game? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> our, our Kickstarter is starting very soon. I just want to point that out. But no, it's one of those things. We always knew microtransactions were coming, and, and it's like um, when they first started adding uh, storage on consoles and the ability to access the net and download things, there were those people going, well, now they're just going to patch games day one, and they're going to have all the stuff they patch and download, and console games will be – you know, incomplete. We're like, ah, don't worry about it. But sure enough, I mean, that's exactly what takes place. Yeah. And people who were like screaming about horse armor back from What's Oblivion. Up? Did you have the horse armor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. How cool can I make my horse look? It was awesome. I know everyone complained about it and I was part of the problem because I, I paid what was like $5 just to be like, yeah, my horse looks cool. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not sorry because my horse looks so cool. I got to say, I was I was kind of poking fun at Uplay a little bit earlier, but the fact that when I first logged into uh, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> back to Assassin's Creed, again, <laughs> when I first logged into it and it knew that I had finished the other games in the oh, franchise yeah. and gave me outfits based on it, I mean, it's like, uh, I felt pretty good about that. I know they can still do that probably with the achievement system on the Xbox and probably with the trophy system on PS4 or a save system. Uh, but it was nice that you play had that and remembered mm-hmm. it because you and I have both had problems. The Walking Dead for you, <sighs> Mass Effect for me. Yeah. I would argue that Mass Effect was a bigger detriment that's, losing that's my save. Way worse. Well, yeah, yeah, where you either lose a save or it's on a different storage device that you don't have plugged in or who knows, right? Whatever. Whatever reason, it's not on the same save device that you're playing at that moment. You know what it was for me? It was between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 that they uh, unveiled the cloud sh- uh, save system on Xbox, which is what I was playing on. And I didn't transfer that from my USB stick to the cloud mm. right away, and I just lost that USB stick after a while. Mm. And I didn't realize it until a year and a half later when Mass Effect 3 launched, and there go all my choices. So Let's go back and redo it. It's only, I, it's I, only a quick 30 or 40 yeah. hour uh, so, side journey. Basically, 30 or 40 if you want to do it properly. No, no, speed run. He already did everything. Just speed run for the decisions. But yeah, my decisions were gone. So basically what I'm saying is that I had the experience at the beginning of Mass Effect 3 that the rest of you had at the end of Mass Effect <laughs> 3 where my decisions became irrelevant. Jeez. Uh, uh, oh, fucking sick burn. Fucking sick two-year-old burn there. <laughs> Um, let's let's, be, let's get a little more a little more topical, a little more uh, newsy, a little yeah, more headline. Stop it with the Assassin's Creed. Headline worthy. So it's Assassin's um, Creed so two. <laughs> this week, Ubisoft about Assassin's Creed mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> no. um, so I think the big news this week that I was talking about is Nintendo and their new policy with uh, monetization on the YouTube platform. I think it's relevant to us. I think the Battlefield thing's bigger, but let's go ahead and talk about Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's relevant to a lot of people. I think you know they've announced. They, they it's weird. I don't think they released a press release. They made. Two tweets about it. From their Japanese Twitter account. Right. Saying that, that they people were going to start then an affiliate program that people could join if they wanted to monetize videos on YouTube, which involved <laughs> splitting income or revenue with Nintendo. Yes. And so, and, and, I mean, in looking at that, it's one of those things where I don't know what else Nintendo can do this year to further distance themselves from the basically the American market. I don't know how prevalent... Uh, well, live streaming and, and Let's Play culture is in Asia, but I assume it's pretty big. Well, I mean, Sony is also a Japanese company, and they're very much embracing the streaming and, and the Let's Play stuff. I mean, they just disabled HTCP specifically for content creators. They were the first console to have their Twitch integration up and running. Uh, and they've been, you know, they've been pushing that really hard. And they are also partnered with Ustream. Mm-hmm. So... You stream and Twitch both, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they like they are an example of a Japanese company who is embracing that. Nintendo is just they're they seem to be looking at it very very differently. Nintendo is looking at it as the value in their videos is because it's a Nintendo product, well, as opposed to it's 
of what you do with it. Well, plus also Nintendo's been losing money for years now, right? Maybe they need the, the extra income to help that bottom line pad it out. But come on. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, Nintendo, I, I, in a way, it's like it seems so backwards, but it's some sense i almost admire them for sticking to their guns whether they're right or wrong i mean they're 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 towing the hard line with some of the stuff but nintendo seems to make so much progress by having people buying the hardware like the ds and the Mm -hmm. wii it's such and the wii u it's such unique hardware that if they're not don't have the market share they want why would they do anything that limits exposure to their games you're not going to get you don't have Nintendo titles even on PC. You don't have those ports. Right. It's, I mean, Nintendo titles are Nintendo titles. And it's like just thinking about that is just, you know, why would they do anything to limit it? Because ultimately, I don't know if you agree with me, ultimately it seems like anything they put in place now is just going to make people not feature their games in any kind of online content. No, I agree with that. And it's not even because this rule in particular is something that they don't agree with. Uh, as a company who does this kind of thing, as a departments that do it, is like we just don't know what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And they can make – nine months from now, they can decide, oh, we're going to do X. And then it's like, oh, well, the entire thing that we worked on for uh, all of 2013 now is under a different set of rules. And it's just like it's not worth it. It's right. just not worth it. Well, and not only that, but uh, remember there's a thing back in December when uh, they changed – I mean I think it was it was specifically YouTube changed the way they were scanning for things. But then a whole bunch of videos that had been up for however long – Got flagged all of a sudden, and all these channels ended up in trouble. This Nintendo podcast could easily was do that. By that. Yeah, I mean, because we have yeah. this. The video version of this ends up on YouTube. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Hmm. Oh, go! <laughs> I was going to enjoy my drink of <laughs> go, coffee. Go, but, go, go. Uh, <laughs> they so. That's pretty good. <laughs> so they ended up uh, like flagging a bunch of videos that had been up previously. Now, if Nintendo were to change their policy, they could easily flag videos that had been up for however long and say these no longer comply with our current policy. Therefore, Take your down. channel just got a whole bunch of copyright strikes and it's been taken down automatically. It's a very unique problem to new media. You can't ever... Someone couldn't make a change for something that was broadcasted on TV. Somebody can't make a change to the way uh, that that's handled and then it affects all the previous times it was also shown right. on TV. Or anytime it comes up on reruns. Right. Well, I mean, going forward, they technically oh. could if something expires, but yeah, they can't... If a, a deal exists in place already... Nope, new media doesn't have that. Things yeah. change on the fly. It's true. It's it's uh it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how Nintendo of America issues the press release and how they handle it moving forward. They've had such a miserable year. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Is it, does it go back to the old thing where they think that they're not getting sales because people are watching other people play the game? Is that what they think? I think that's probably what it is. That, that Remember, aren't. they're the ones who've been really, really concerned about people getting spoiled. They're like, we we don't want you to do anything with this because, like, you or you can post this, but you can't include cutscenes, or you can do this, but you can't include this, this, or this level. Um, they might also be concerned about the family friendliness of the language involved with the let's play like people looking up uh mario or whatever or luigi it might be they, they might think it's little kids who then get exposed to language you shouldn't be you know it might be like a an age ratings thing as well mm. i mean it's one thing you have to say about the, the online culture is that the, the ratings for uh content don't apply to uh the ratings for any kind of fair use content mm-hmm. after that you know what i mean it's like it's not there, there's no pass through for that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in that sense, it, it, it does make a little bit of sense. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, my kids, I try to limit their time as much as possible. Um, they play, my youngest kid plays a game called Roblox. And have you heard, have you heard of Roblox? Mm-mm. It's almost like a constant online multiplayer Minecraft where people make levels, but it's, 
It's uh, it's a not- bunch of mini games, and there'll be like now we're like this right now. He's playing cops and robbers, and he has to do this, and he has to do this. But if he does this, then he does this thing, or he can sponsor the server, and then he gets to do this. It's it's this inc- insanely complicated game that hmm. I had never heard of. But it's huge. And it's been around a long time. Gavin used to play it when he was a kid. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah. He used to play it when he was when he was younger, at least a teenager. And, so like three uh, years I mean, ago. Teddy's been playing it for like five years. Yeah. He's been he's been playing it for a long time. He goes back to this game all the time. But uh, let me see. It was uh, release date 2005. Wow. So Gavin played with it about the same time that he first was watching Red vs. Blue when we launched the – when we first met him basically. Mm-hmm. So he's about 15. Um, yeah. But but in his when he's not playing the game, he'll also watch – uh, let's plays based on it on YouTube, and uh, it's up to me as a parent to make sure that he's watching the correct thing, and he has a family that he watches and they play things. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, the, what's the name of the family that he watches that we were just talking about the other day? Oh yeah, uh, oh, and we were discussing it's like bear something bear. Yeah, bear bear something bear. That's a weird name. <laughs> it's like the bear family. Okay. Something. Um, it's, it was actually like these really cool videos he watches. It's a family. It's um, you know a husband and wife and his two boys. And they play games together. Bear Ghost. There we right? go. Bear Ghost. Bear we were well. We were yeah. We were arguing about how it was supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, we were because <laughs> he was he was telling us it was pronounced Bear Ghost, like the ghost of a bear. And he goes, oh, it's like the Bear Ghost family. I'll look it up. We'll put it in the link dump. Okay. Because, yes. uh, my 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 the kids my notes. kids a big fan, and uh, it's a family that plays together. And I just that's it's a cool great. Idea. Yeah, let's do it. It's like a, a mom and dad and two kids playing together, and it's just it's great, you know. And and, and he really likes that a lot, and so. Um, I, I feel like that's my responsibility as a parent to make sure that that stuff is is, is appropriate. No, you know? I, I agree with you. I mean, N- Nintendo's not going to sit in your living room when you're playing Mario Party and fucking cursing at each other. <laughs> they would rather not sit in the living room with me while I'm playing Mario Party. I, I really don't think Nintendo should sit in the room with anyone while they're playing Mario Party if they want them to think it's a fun thing for family and friends to do together. It's the destroyer of Let, friendships. Let's be clear. The first 95% of any Mario ge- Mario Party game is great. It's that last five percent when we call the bullshit round. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything <laughs> goes bullshit at the end. Oh, I've never. All the stars get shuffled. Who knows what happens? You can, a- like you, in the first ninety-five percent, you have to build an insurmountable lead where you just def- like crush everyone. To you the point literally where have to have a galaxy of stars, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like the only way Nintendo could take that any further is that they perfect some kind of like brain swapping technology, <laughs> where it's like, oh gosh, you won, but now we're putting your brain in Esther's body, <laughs> so you can't enjoy your victory <laughs> yeah, for yeah. more than a second, basically, before you're a different person. Uh, here, let me let me read this thing here. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu on your computer. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch current season episodes of your favorite shows like Modern Family, The Daily Show, and Scandal. Watch every episode of shows like Nashville, Lost, and Doctor Who. You get ad-free movies and kids shows too. Now more than ever, there's so much to watch. Take control with Hulu Plus to stream these shows and thousands more as much as you want, whenever you want. Hulu Plus works on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming device you already own. You can even watch on your phone, iPad, while on the train, at work, at the dentist, in the bathroom. We won't judge you. Uh, you can even block off a whole day to binge. You'll get access to originals you can't get anywhere else. Check out their new show, Deadbeat, a comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. Binge on all 10 episodes now. For only $7.99 a month, get your shows anytime, anywhere. It's like a quarter a day. Right now, sign up at HuluPlus.com slash patch. Get two weeks full access completely free. It's a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com slash patch. Get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus. Thank you to Hulu Plus for supporting this podcast. Thanks, Hulu Plus. You know, it's really hard for us to mess with your ad read when all of the toys are now 
on the front. Oh yeah, now we have this up here. We got this. Thing. We got these cool shelves that have all our game stuff on them. I, I, when I was trying to find stuff to put on the shelves, I realized how dark colored every like video game accessory is. Like consoles and controllers are normally like black, and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't put them on there. They won't show up. You it's know, like it's a not million different, different kinds. You, you could put a white Wii up there. I could. I, I I couldn't find a Wii a Wii a Wii nunchuck, or otherwise I would have put one on there. There's only, I think there's only one current custom controller for next gen consoles. Like the Xbox One has a Titanfall one. Yeah, yeah. that was. And cool. I think I heard that in the UK, Sony was doing a promotion where you could take your your PS4 controller and they would do a custom paint job on it for the World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah, like they were going to set up like kiosks around uh, the UK. Yeah. You just take your PS4 controller and they do like a custom paint job. PS4 controller's dope. I love it. I, love I, it. I, I think people have not tapped into that touchpad. Like, no I agree. one really knows how to use it yet. I haven't found a game where I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Right. I, I, it, but it's nice to have it sitting there waiting to be used and someone will discover a use for it. Yeah. Now, you know, the Wii U tablet, remember we first got it and there was that game Zombie U that came with it where you mm-hmm. could hold it up. And it was almost like an AR thing where you could scan around the room. And that was part of the mechanic in the game where you'd scan the room yeah. looking for items. Well, and that's probably going to be what they do for Fatal Frame as well. For the new Fatal Frame game, that's probably how you'll take for pictures. For Wii U? Yeah. How excited are you? I'm excited. It's okay to be excited. I, I'm excited. I'll admit it. I love, I love the Fatal Frame series. Yeah, you and Jeff are both like yeah. nuts. You guys were nuts for that. It yeah. hasn't been a new one of that for yeah, a long God, time. Yeah, I, I, I think the last time I played a Fatal Frame game was probably like 12 years ago maybe, Wait, like in late 02. Because I think the last one didn't even come out here. Uh, yeah. I, 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 believe you, I believe you are correct. Can I tell you that's one of the biggest things I miss that's gone away from the Dead Rising franchise is the taking pictures of stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. I just really liked – it's something about taking pictures. Well, nice. it, was, it was fun. Like, <laughs> That's what the guy said, nice. right? Clink. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little creepy when you had to take sexy photos of zombies. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that, that was very weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> that really – and that, that part had very poor replayability <laughs> where I replayed it all 800 times. Um, but I was, what was I going to say? We were talking – oh, the, so this thing when you were doing this with the AR, when you're holding up the Wii U tablet and scanning around the room, if you're listening at home, you would just like like rotate around the room and look at your Wii pad and it would know where you were. That was really, really awesome. Literally the first time I did it. And after that, I realized, oh, I can just use the stick and do it the same thing? I'm going to use the stick and do mm. it. It's, you know, motion controls, I think, are like that in general. Uh, the, the people who did it best are still Nintendo on the original Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like if I had a choice of doing the bowling mechanic or playing bowling, I probably would have done the mechanic, you mm. know. Sometimes I did it while sitting on the couch like this. But <laughs> at the same time, it was like that implementation was really good. And I don't know that anybody's really done it as well since. I got really sore elbows from Wii Boxing. You played Wii Boxing? Yeah, I did. Like more than one time? Enough Wii- to get sore elbows. <laughs> Wii Boxing was the most bullshit one out of them. No, I think the fencing one was when you got the one-to-one yeah, I didn't controller. Yeah, fencing. Uh, were you up on the platform over the water? No, I don't yeah, remember for that. For me, it's bowling and golf, I think, were the ones I played the most. I think that was in Wii Resort, Wii Sports Resort. Mm. Yeah, never played it. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a little well-versed in all the video games. <laughs> um, so uh, Bethesda released a uh, trailer for a new game I guess they're working on called Battle Cry. Yeah. Is it Battlecry? Yes. Yeah, Battlecry. Well, I guess we should have talked about this during the microtransaction segment of the patch because it's going to be a free-to-play game. Oh, is it? I didn't read that. Yep, it's going to be free-to-play. And then I think it's going to be kind of like Team Fortress 2 in that it's free-to-play and you can buy skins and hats and horse armor. armor. Horse armor. So the, 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 th- the frustrating <laughs> thing about this trailer, the, the trailer's great. Right? Everyone but, but who has microtransaction should put horse armor in it, <laughs> even if there's no horses in the game. You know, they should have horse armor. Available. When I was at Microsoft, one of the... Uh, one of the April Fool's jokes that we did was we doubled the price of horse armor for one day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> and it, it was just like it was just like you know we thought you know everyone loves horse armor so much we wanted to offer you a great deal, so we doubled the price. 
It's just one day. It was a lot of fun. Jerks. I bet it sold more. Um, I think it did. Yeah, people react to price. So, so is this Battle <laughs> so Cry? So this Battle Cry trailer, yeah, it's, battle it's cry. computer generated, obviously not in-game stuff, which is kind of frustrating, you know, but it sets the mood, I guess. Brutal. That was brutal. Also, the other thing was, it's a trailer that announces the beta starts next year. Yeah, like, but, but with free-to-play games like that, the beta is as good as launching it. I guess. I mean, that's it's like a... Some but early access games say, where the only difference between now it's in beta and now it's launched is someone going, "Okay, now it's like done. we're going to cross out the zero point nine and make it one point zero." Why and not now just say twenty fifteen? Even though, why not just eh. say twenty fifteen? I don't know. It was a cool trailer. I really, it was a really enjoyed cool it. Trailer. I liked it. I like the look. I like that it's a little bit cyberpunky, but it's not over the top. Or so, it's not cyberpunk. Sorry, steampunky, but yeah. it's not over the top steampunk. It seems, uh, if I recall, the premise is that it's a world where after the last world war, that all gunpowder was outlawed. So now all fights are settled in these designated like war zones, which I guess are like the maps for the game. And uh, you you have these weapons like the swords and that gauntlet where you bash people's head in and. Um, I guess like the sword could also be used as a shield. Yeah, and there's like archery, and there's mm, right. cloak- cloaking devices, and, and robot and... hand dudes. From what I was seeing right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool robot hand dude, right? I, I'm I'm excited. It's good yeah, for smashing skulls. There's there's five classes, and then there's multiple factions within the classes. Two factions, co- I believe. Well, they've announced two. There's the Cossacks and the New Something's Republic. Moving. Okay, so I definitely saw a nice Russian theme there. Yeah, the guy was bald with a big mustache. Like, he's <laughs> oh, yeah. a Russian or a hipster. <laughs> and he had the robot arms. It was like rock'em, sock'em, hipster. And was, know, he was hanging out with a bear. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but those different factions apparently tweak the class a little bit. Like for the tech archer class, in one it's got a longbow and another one it's got a pair of crossbows. Oh, which okay. I, did I see really that. want because yeah. I want to be like, like, and like shoot you guys <laughs> in the neck like with my crossbows. Except then the problem is I want to be able to go and reload with new arrows and go, ha ha. I wonder if anybody, like, in the history of medieval warfare ever went, like, whenever they pulled out their crossbows. If I was a knight, I would totally do that. I'd go, shing. Did you know that uh, um, Ewan McGregor on the set of Star Wars, uh, when they were filming The Phantom Menace for the first time, they had to stop the lightsaber battle several times because he kept making the noises. <laughs> and they said, yeah, and he said, apparently said in an interview that, yeah, he couldn't help himself and that he didn't even know he was doing it. Wow. <laughs> he was making lightsaber noises while fighting. I'd love to see that footage. <laughs> there should be like an alternate audio track that you can play on the DVDs, like you and McGregor doing the noises for All you. All human sound or they could just they could just take the next Star Wars game, Battlefront, whatever it is, and put his voice in place of the effects as an Easter egg. Yeah. I would... Totally go hunting for that. Little off topic for the patch, but uh, Clayton, who works for us and does sound design for us, uh, at the beginning of the patch, we have the Wilhelm scream in the opening. For yeah. Some, who, did you add that? Who added that? I didn't. I never knew who added that. But I think it was Brandon, actually. We removed it at one point, and people got very upset that we removed the Wilhelm scream from the patch. So it's back. So it is back. And uh, uh, Clayton played for me the original recording of the Wilhelm scream, which I was like, well, I've heard it before. It's, we're all hearing the same recording. But it was actually the director directing the guy and he did a couple different screens screams and you hear the director like no no try like this now try like this and then all of a sudden he does the wilhelm scream in the middle of it and the director like yeah but uh, i guess that's gonna be good and then you can hear the thing because it's audio tape it like winding down when they cut <laughs> and it's like it was so surreal to hear something that i hear like that all the time that's so iconic and then hear the context in which it actually took place right it's weird like i'd always like to go back and see what was the post on the internet that started a meme? Like that kind of thing. I know they're just like kind of forcefully generated now by people. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was like something just kind of like caught people's attention and just took off. And it's always fun to like see like how it started it's in like context. I can have cheeseburger or something, right? Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 
Like somebody did that, you know? I think it's funny now when you see like the photos of like the success kid and now grown up and stuff like that. Like people are like recognizing the importance of being a meme and trying to like kind of cash in and out. Is there anything like that for video games? Like is there anything that's become a trend that's like just gets reused constantly in all kinds of games? Like a throwback like the like the Wilhelm scream. Uh, dude, there is a sound effect of like a door opening that's in, that's in StarCraft. I hear it everywhere, and I would try to imitate it, but it's just a like a pneumatic yeah, sound yeah. effect. I fucking hear it everywhere. And also, there was that. I think it was also in StarCraft. The like that yell, and I I don't know if they sampled it or what, but I hear this yell all the time mm. in different stuff. There's a yeah. There's a like a battle cry kind of yell. Yeah, there's a there's totally off topic. There's a Jimmy John's commercial where I swear they ripped off like a Homer Simpson woohoo. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's weird how you, you, you notice and rehear sounds like that uh, all over the place. But I can't think of a recurring theme video game-wise where, uh, where something like that happens. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got to happen just quietly at the very least. I remember um, before he uh, left uh, Bungie, Marty uh, O'Donnell was – he'd said that they were going to redo all of their Foley from scratch to make sure that Destiny had a fresh sound. Wow. Okay. That's – So I mean- which, which, you know – They've got to have uh, – if they don't do that, they've got to have a library. And I wonder how many game developers share that library of sounds so that, like, the floorboard creak is the floorboard creak in this game and this game and this game and this game and we just don't know it. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I, I learned too was talking to some uh, audio engineer sound guys is that you can't copyright a sound library like Foley work. Really? Apparently that's not something that can be copyrighted, that you can just sample that stuff and use it. But it's a weird, like, very strictly followed professional courtesy that you just don't do that stuff. Yeah, that's – that's weird. Yeah, I would have thought totally that if like a sound from one thing ended up in something else, like if the lightsaber or TIE fighter sound ended up in something, that, that so would be actionable. we can take all of the sound from Nintendo games and upload them to YouTube without issue. Yeah. Maybe. As long as it's not music, bro. Oh, true. <laughs> maybe we'll have – we'll talk to Clayton on the, the RT podcast sometime. Put him on the sidecar. Yeah, we'll have to do some more research Mind if that. I loop back around and talk about a couple things, follow up? Please do. First of all, the name of that family is the Barra Ghost family, B-E-R-E-G-O-G-H-O-S-T. B E R E Ghost family, and they do a Roblox Let's Play. If you want to know what Roblox is, you can go check that that channel. And I also want to point out, since we talked about beta uh, for the upcoming Battlecry game, I just want to point out that Firefall is still in beta. <laughs> Open right Wait, now on their. Didn't uh, they didn't they say that it's basically never coming out of beta though? Open beta is live play for free now. Yeah. But I, th- I thought I remember them saying something like, like it's it's just not going to get finished. There was the big executive done. upheaval, and then. And then they just went, well, I guess this is never coming out. It's just the game I love to point to as a classic example of a game. Like, it's been in beta since 2005. And it's like... It hasn't been point? that long, it hasn't has been it? Wait, sorry, sorry. I, I got mixed up I from think what I was saying. Oh, nine. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I said yeah. two, I mean, 2005 based on the Roblox thing. No, sorry. I looked it up just now. It's been in beta since 2011. Okay. That's when it, when it came out in beta for the first time. Slightly really. different. That's its release date. Parentheses beta. Yeah, not 2005. <laughs> that was... No, that Total misspeak. I apologize. Um, so, other in other... Video game news. That's topical. I guess the trailer for Battlefield Hardline got leaked. Well, first leaked? of all, Battlefield Hardline got leaked. Battlefield, yes. <laughs> how, how frustrating is that to be developing, working on a game, knowing like, okay, E3 is just a couple weeks away. We're finally able to talk about it. And then the whole game gets fucking leaked. It got leaked because of commented out stuff on their website, correct? Yeah, like, like assets almost like they're, like they're preparing the website so that the E3, they have this big reveal. They go, by the way, here's Battlefield Hardline, here's a trailer, and then someone goes boop and flips the switch on the website, and then suddenly there's a Battlefield Hardline website. Right. So, I mean, they have to prep that stuff in advance, which, and I don't think a lot of people, 
uh, understand just how much that that takes from the back end. Yeah. Uh, so these guys are going through and they found everything. Yeah. They found like the guns. They found the the team names. They found the classes. They found game modes. And the stuff. game modes. Yeah. They, well, art. not 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 all of them, but yeah, they found the logo. They they found out that Visceral was going to be involved because they were the only logo mm-hmm. that they could find and all this stuff. So EA just went, fine, fuck it. Yeah. And and went ahead and announced it. Really similar, actually, to how Assassin's Creed Unity got announced because screenshots got out there and Ubisoft went, well, I guess it's better for us to take control of the story now than, you know, later. But one thing that really interests me is the number of people who assume that leaks are conspiracies i'm on listen, the part i'm of just the waiting to start talking about it i'm one of those people that thinks i'm i would have a conspiracy theory about this one really that could potentially be an intentional one i really don't think so you're telling this me close the to e3 battlefield they were this was was going to be one of their big reveals they've been teasing their frostbite 3 engine game it's yeah. this whole big deal why would they I mean, this basically fizzles out their E3 yeah. presentation. The Unity one, I'd be with you. I'd be, I'd, I'd, uh, I could see that one being conspiracy This is theory-ish. just too close. I want to point this out. Not the proximity to E3 that's relevant to this discussion, but the proximity to the Watch Dogs release date is that Battlefield is shifting and becoming an urban battlefield. Like, it looks like it's a cops and robbers style mm-hmm. thing or like some kind of – I don't think it's like a private – Military force or something like right. that, but I think it seems like it's like cops and robbers. Some of the the names, some of the game types in there indicate it's like yeah, and a it, competitor to maybe something like GTA. Yeah, I watched the trailer and it reminded me a lot of uh, Payday Two in, mm-hmm. in some of the modes. And I just think like Watch Dogs being like the urban version of Assassin's Creed. Essentially, it's it's is it that far fetched to think that like why don't we like undercut some of the traffic from Watch Dogs? But then they could have just announced it. They didn't have to leak it. Like the, kind of the there was mod, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone who got their phone and looked at a camera and then they pressed X and then they, they got the information. I also want to point out something really ridiculous in this process is that the information about it was leaked and then somebody uh, – actually, you were saying somebody said, well, since this information is out there, we have a trailer that's under embargo, but screw it. It's now public information. Here's the trailer and we're breaking embargo. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, YouTuber did that. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that yeah. that trailer was a final because I, I uh, watched it and uh, instead of saying hardline, it referred to the game by a code name. It referred to it as Omaha. Omaha is a, the campaign or something in it or, or something weird like that. Anyway, uh, someone on Twitter, uh, Hacken Akinsey, is telling us that the trailer was meant for internal use and it's six months old. Six months old. Yeah. Okay. But I thought it was funny too because you guys were saying that you know this person broke embargo to put the trailer online, and that other people, other news organizations, were then embedding the unembargoed trailer, but not posting their own version of the trailer, not breaking their own embargo. That is total splitting hairs for people. It's like it's, it's is that where we are right now with digital media? Is that I'm not breaking my embargo. I'm just embedding as a playable resource on my website somebody else who broke the embargo and posted their trailer. That's true, but what they're what they're not doing is going so far as to, um, oh, thanks. is that what you're trying to do? Yes, this is what I was trying to do. I almost, <laughs> I almost, tipped, my, almost tipped my chair over trying to pick this up. Uh, what they're not doing is they're not posting their information yet. They're saying this guy did this, but it actually tells me that the embargo must still be pretty strong for them to have not posted their own version. Because well, they just means, don't want to take it down. Well, because they don't want to take it down, but also because like they're giving up essentially any sort of pre-roll ad revenue that they would have generated, mm. and because it's not worth the risk. Gotcha. 
Yeah. You know, but otherwise that would have been a financial consideration for them. Imagine, you know, the like a lot of the big news sites, how many views they could have generated by putting their own version of that trailer up mm-hmm. and making all the money instead of giving it to this guy who broke embargo. Mm. You know, when we do this, uh, uh, this podcast, we do a lot of video uh, insertion when we're talking about stuff. And I made sure to specifically ask the control room, do not insert any of this video because I don't want it to get content ID match and have the podcast taken off of YouTube because we... Uh, we play a little bit of that trailer. Yeah, good call. Which is being taken down, I think, pretty consistently anytime it's put up. Yeah, but if you do manage to see it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I watched it this morning in preparation for uh, for the podcast today. Reminding um, me of Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> 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 uh, here, let me read this other thing here. I have to bring it around again. Uh, remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by NatureBox. Your mission is to snack smarter and get in shape by summer. Your enemy, the vending machine. But when you're starving at 3 p.m., all cranky and lightheaded, the evil vending machine can seem like your only friend. Don't give in. Head over to naturebox.com. Naturebox sends great tasting snacks right to your door, and they're great for you, too. We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kettle kernels, everything bagel sticks, South Pacific plantain chips, and over 100 more. Zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, even snacks that are gluten conscious and non-GMO. With free shipping anywhere in the U.S., NatureBox is busting up the vending machine's monopoly on your midday hunger. Try NatureBox right now. Get 50% off your first box by going to naturebox.com forward slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash the patch. That's naturebox.com slash the patch. Since we moved offices, we'd been... I'd been missing my nature boxes, but we finally got them back. We had we had our prop nature box for a little while, we which did. was the yeah. bags and all that stuff. And I was like, we need more fresh yeah. nature box. Cherry vanilla granola. They, this one tastes like they've mixed like, it up and they've mixed it up good. This is like cap, like crunch berries without like the owl, without the the, <laughs> the mouth cuts that come with, with crunch berries. <laughs> what is that? When like cereal just tears your mouth up? <laughs> Fucking terrible. It's probably because we were kids. We ate like four bowls in a row. Yeah, like I was like, shoveling it in your mouth. First of all, I pour the half the box of cereal in, then dump in the milk, and then you eat it. You're like. Well, well, I've still got some milk left. So, better yeah. <laughs> better, better <laughs> put some more cereal in. Got to balance this out. And then that, that process never ends. Heavy hitters in this box, cherry vanilla granola and the coffee kettle corn. Coffee kettle popcorn. This is a different, bo- uh, different bag. It's not like the other ones. What do you mean? The coffee kettle popcorn. It's not, yeah, you're right. It's like a... It's you're like, always so fascinated by the packaging. Yeah, also, I don't know if you noticed they added like these orange stripes on it. <laughs> no, I had to that. <laughs> I was too busy shoveling all the food in my wow, face. Wow, yes. Um, if you always get... I want to say, this making a huge sacrifice right now. People always get mad at us for eating on microphone, so I'm not going to be eating it. Even ate, though I really want to. We ate before the, the patch, and we'll eat again as soon as the credits start rolling. As soon as the credits <laughs> start rolling, fuck it, we're, we're tearing that thing open. <laughs> Steam Machines. Possibly delay till 2015? Well, the controller is definitely delayed. The machines... The boxes could still come out without a controller? Well, it's like like this. They're Linux-based computers, (laughs) so they could... (laughs) I guess it's a controller. They could, but at the same time, that's supposed to supposed to set it apart. So, like, why bother? Alienware said that they're going to... Previously, before this, had said that they're going to be shipping their Steam machine, like, in September. Right. So they might be... Like, if I was making a Steam machine, I would absolutely delay it. But I could also see some going, no, yeah. I think we'll just go. This it's way like, we're the first one on the market. It's like, and then now it's, now it's like a hardware patch in addition to a software patch. Like, you'll get this, and then six months down the road, we'll patch it with a new controller. Yeah, in the meantime, just use this uh, Xbox controller. Or use the keyboard and mouse that you've been using for years right. playing PC games. So weird. So weird to me. Except you can't play the PC games because it's Linux. Uh, well, yeah. They'll have games for it, right? It's yeah. part of their plan. They'll, they'll have some games for it. I mean, I think right now, uh, like 10% of the games that are on Steam uh, su- are support Linux, and I know that they're working on a lot more. Otherwise, just use that really big gaming rig that you have to actually play the game and just 
Stream it. Stream it, which we talked about last week. Right. Mm-hmm. Every time they make an announcement about the Steam machines, it just seems less like a unique item and just more like another PC. Yeah. I mean, every single time that they make an announcement, it's just like, oh, there's four of them. Oh, these, and it's like 2000. No, there's like 14 of them. Yeah, now there's, the top one is like $3,000, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and they're not all the same spec. Oh, and now it's not going to have a unique controller. And it's also going to run games. Oh, and your Steam machine can also run Word. <laughs> you know? do, do your spreadsheets and your office work. <laughs> We're going to have a portable version that sits on your lap. <laughs> I, I can't wait for, uh, for Office on my Xbox One. <laughs> like, where does it end? It's crazy. It'd be really funny when somebody takes a Steam machine like day one and like a Ben Heckendorn like finds a way to embed a screen on it, and make a mobile version of it, which is basically sorry, just a laptop. No, Ben Heckendorn. He's a guy who does like PC mods. He's like one of the guys who like he made take a, a Nintendo sixty four and make it a handheld unit with a cartridge. He, stuck he also top. made wireless dukes that work with the Xbox three sixty. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. They did Which, by the, the way, the thing I described, they don't sell in stores. It was pretty cool when he did it at the time, though. Yeah. Like the, Gold Nile. The portable Gold Nile. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some pictures of that on the internet. It was rad. It's pretty cool. We play some Mario Kart. Um, One of the earliest pictures I have of Gus when we first started working together is he got a Game Boy Advance, and it didn't have... The, the SP or just the, the Advance? Game Boy Advance. The white okay. Game Boy Advance, yeah. and uh, it had no backlight or front light, and so he bought a modding kit... The afterburner. To, to add a front light to mm-hmm. it, like the underneath ones where the screen. you have to get in it... Yep. No, it no, he, no. He had to open the case up and like oh line, line the screen. Yeah, with you have an to LED. like solder. You you was like a series of lights you put around the screen, and then you had to like solder it to the PCB in order. You to, solder it yourself. Yeah, so it could draw power. Impressive, right? Yeah. This is the very, last time I saw dedication. him do anything yeah. on this level. And you had to buy a special screwdriver that had like that fit triangle heads in order to uh, open up the Game Boy. Yeah. Wow, I didn't they sell things that would just like have a light that would like come over the top? And, yeah, like, but then cool. it, it would reflect. You know, oh. you had like that one spot that you couldn't see. Right. This uh, this like was variable. Well, soldering it sounds like a much variable, much intensity. more convenient solution. It was a one time thing, and then it was <laughs> awesome. I, mean, I like, think it was. I don't. It was so long ago. I don't think it was an LED light. I'm pretty sure it was a fluorescent light. I think it might have been. That would click on. It was, no, it was. Uh, it was a while ago. And it was I, cool when you did it. What was a single Game Boy Advance game that you remember playing? Uh, Advance Wars. Advance Wars. Yeah. Golden Sun. I also played uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, I think. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. My and, first... uh, Ogre, Tactics Ogre. I ended up getting the... Um, you know, they, they released... <laughs> they were, oh, my God. I do that all the time. Oh, your laptop. Lift it up. Party foul. It's I, did that, I did that the other day when it's we were up. in a restaurant. It's all right. We're okay. Yeah, we I could, spilled we my drink, some, everybody. Uh, this is a live house. event. Everyone is scrambling off screen. We're all, yeah. friend, it right we're now. all friends. We don't need to get that animated and that upset with each other. Okay. All right. So I did a thing. I spilled a drink for those of you listening to the podcast. You can throw it here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bring us up. Yeah. Just going to get swole. Someone give me a, mic- a nice microfiber fiber cloth. Here, want this for your right. laptop? Here, go, man. Thanks. Um, in, <laughs> in other news, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to talk while you guys are, are sopping that stuff up. Sorry, guys. Uh, did did you see out. the we'll trailer for the State of Decay Lifeline DLC? No. I saw this at PAX East, though. Yeah, I, I, I heard about it, and it's coming out this week, actually. I think they said they're, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to – they're shooting for the 30th. Of, like, I did not see this, but let me see if it's what I remember. It's a military-based one? Yep. Yeah. Uh, You're and basically playing as a soldier. A, a group of soldiers, yes. Right. Uh, well, I guess you would uh, – but I was not really excited about a DLC for State of Decay until I watched the trailer. Like, this was an effective trailer. Like, I watched it, and I thought, oh, yeah, I liked that game. I want to play that game again. Those guys seem those guys seem really nice, and I stopped and talked to them and talked about how much we really enjoyed the game, and they were like super appreciative. It's one of those things where it's almost like I wonder if they knew how beloved their game was mm-hmm. on the 360. It didn't, it didn't seem like they realized. 
I, it didn't, right? Or maybe they're just super humble guys. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, they were great. It's Undead Labs, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, they were – were they purchased by Microsoft or they just do like a multi-title deal with Microsoft? I think that's what it was. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm – I'm super excited. It's one of the games that I think was a standout hit right at the end of the 360s mm-hmm. exclusive Xbox lifecycle. You know, I know it's yeah. not. People still have it and play it. But, you know, right before the one came out, I think it was one of the big hits of last year. And I, I really love State of Decay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Felt remarkably unfinished, though, it, I have to say. Yeah, and, and it ends abruptly. Dude, it ends like mid-sentence. <laughs> it's, uh, it, was, it was interesting. It's, uh, I don't think we're going to give away any spoilers, but you're you're in the middle of doing something, and it's like, hey, you did it, and then it's just cut, credits. cut to black, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, oh wow, it's almost like going back to the old Nintendo days of like you are winner, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, where it's like, well, that was a little anticlimactic, yep. But the game, the the journey to get there was a lot of fun. Yeah, it reminded me of a young Assassin's Creed Four <laughs> <laughs> back in the day when Assassin's Creed Four was Assassin's Creed Four Junior. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm down to legendary ships, by the way, and I just want to say to the developers of Assassin's Creed 4, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Those ships are fucking hard. The uh, uh, I guess Goat Simulator is getting a patch coming out here pretty soon. Well, they're they're going to upgrade to why patch can we leave 1. with that? <laughs> what? And we buried that one. It's to the thirtieth ha- minute. It's thirtieth. Uh, shit. Wow, it's like fortieth. Um, one of the modes you'll be able to en- enable like a Minecraft mode, which. Uh, They've only released a few screenshots. They haven't really elaborated on what that means, but it's like you get like Minecraft blocks in the world. A it's kind of blocky. Yeah. Uh, and, but they, the game designer had a great quote about it. What's his name? Armin Ibrazgik. His quote was, now you'll be able to play the world's most popular game inside the world's best game. Wow. Which, oh, is it, is it even Minecraft the goat? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I'm really curious. I, I like this guy. I think this uh, this patch 1.1 comes out in the first week of June, so we should see it the next two weeks or so. I hope that Mojang is working on a goat for Minecraft right now. Based on that, that'd be awesome. Yes, please. goat pack for Minecraft. Just like a goat, just added in a, in a future update. So, what do, you, what do you think? What would the goat give you in Minecraft? You know, you attitude. Get, you get milk. Headbutts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see how aggravated that I get that there's no food that comes from sheep. All you can get is wool, and then if you kill them, you get like wool one time, and that's it. <clears throat> It always bothered me that sheep produce no meat. You don't no get meat. lamb chops or something. Yeah, like a little bit of mutton, maybe. The, Seems legit. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, you should really eat something out of there. Uh, but speaking of Minecraft, they have uh, didn't their uh, Halo pack come out today? Yep. Yeah, Halo okay. mashup pack. And uh, Microsoft also confirmed today that it will work on Xbox One. That's great. So yeah. as part of this pack, not only do you get additional skins like the Arbiter and things like that, but you also get remakes of classic halo maps that, like, like worlds that you could uh you can explore inside of like blood gulch for I for, matter of fact yeah i forget what the exact list is but i know Weak. blood gulch is classic on classic Weak. map classic map yeah. lovely so i uh one of the things i liked about the announcements recently for uh minecraft that were made was that the ps4 version and the xbox one version of minecraft are both coming out in august is that right yeah 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 and it was really cool the fact that they're gonna offer if you've already bought the game they're going to – yeah, the slightly improved editions of, of Minecraft are coming for Xbox One, oh, PS4. Oh, those guys. They're so cheeky. Yeah. Xbox One, when you read it, does really read like X-Bone. X-Bone. Yeah. It really does. Oh, that's how they spelled it. X-Bone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the official name. They spelled it X-Bone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, the the nice thing about it is there's an upgrade price. So if you have it on the 360, oh, when you that. get it mm-hmm. for the One or if you get it for – if you have PS3 and you get it for the PS4, it's five bucks. Oh, I will, I will absolutely buy that. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit tricky. So uh, the if you have the disc-based version, Microsoft said that if you have the disc-based version and you've played online uh, for the on the 360, then you can get the upgrade price 
Mojang's still working with Sony to try and figure out how to do that because the PS3 version just came out on disc. Right. But they don't know how to get that to be able to upgrade. You play. <laughs> that's my recommendation. What about people like me who purchased the digital version? Um, yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's totally fine. Uh, and then for the PS3, they're also coming out with the Vita version in August. And if you buy the PS3 plus Vita version... You can also upgrade to PS4 for five bucks. And if you got the PS3 version already, you get the PS3 Vita version, the Vita version for, version free. for free. Oh, is, is your it's cross buy? Yeah. It's August. It's August. No, I'm not, not sure about August for. I'm not sure about August for the Vita version. I'm no, pretty. I'm pretty sure. It pretty is. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was on but that screenshot we just showed. PS3 it was. It was part of that update. I'll look it up here. the The information was part of that update, but I, we're just trying to find the actual release date. I believe it's August fourth. The okay. um, they what they. What you won't be able to do with the cross buy though is like you can't move you can't move your saves between Vita and PS4. You can move between Vita and PS3, but not Vita and PS4. If that makes any sense. Okay. So while you can upgrade to PS4, it's not going to interact with it. Won't interact with the Vita version. Okay. As far as as far as we know for now, okay. maybe they'll, that might be something that changes later or not, or they'll announce something. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, that's the, sort of the way they're doing it. Um, it is August. A new version of the game for the PlayStation Vita is also being released. Minecraft fans will be able to pick up each game in August for around nineteen ninety nine. Unless you have the previous version, upgrade price is four dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, as that's far according as I, to NBC News. As far as I know, they <laughs> the source for video game news. Well, it's just probably just a repost of the press release. Yeah. Probably they have. I don't know that they've announced the exact day. I okay. think they might have just said August. Okay, I'm probably just pulling the fourth out of my ass. Um, so two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Minecraft will be released. Um, the order eighteen eighty six. Sorry, unsurprisingly, uh, <laughs> unsur- yeah, you're you're a fucking mess. Now that we're available to the public, uh, the order eighteen eighty six unsurprisingly delayed till twenty fifteen. And the Evil Within also got delayed. The Evil Within also delayed. Yeah, the order eighteen eighty six is definitely like it was like the standout game. I was probably most looking forward to that's an exclusive on the PS four. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm so- I am looking forward to. It. I'm sad that it's been delayed. But maybe it'll make it better, and that's good. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, 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 and it seems like nowadays every game that gets we're announced. Watching a clip of it right now <laughs> on screen, Gus is looking down at his own lap. Every every game that gets, <laughs> that gets announced just gets delayed eventually. It's like I don't know why they set release dates so far in advance. It's true. It's like this, like the um, Battle Cry. They go, "We'll have a beta in 2015." We go, "We'll see." Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll 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 see when we get there. Yeah. Or, or it'll be like December 31st. The beat will go live. Like, we told you. Yeah. You know, that when we just showed the clip of Order 1886, um, I'm actually not overly familiar with that title. But just seeing the clip that we just watched on screen right now, uh, it reminded me and got me re-excited about Shadow of Mordor, mm-hmm. which is the, like, Assassin's Creed-style open-world uh, Lord of the Rings game. Right. Which has that nemesis system in it where it, like, customizes the villains. So for, they remember you? Oh, it's just replayable. Yeah, where it's like every time when you go through it, the bosses are slightly different. You know, which, you know, I don't know how much those ob- huge open world games, those are the games I tend to replay the least. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, too, I, I, I think. play through them and I'll play it and I'll play it and I'll play it. I'll play it to completion. I'll be the leader of every faction, even though I don't think you should be able to be a leader of both the Thieves Guild and like the mercenaries and the mages, but separate issue. And then I just go, I've completed it. I'm done. I li- I'm it's done. literally it. like this. Done. 100% out. You know, it's I did that with GTA. Red Dead Redemption, the Assassin's Creed games, it's like yep. 100% means I'm done. Yeah, if, I can, if I can complete it, then I'm going to complete it in one playthrough. Okay. That's fair enough. I can see that. But there's um, a Fuck game damn. that I've just started Sorry. playing that uh, is 
I haven't replayed it yet, but I've been talking to people who've played it like three or four times already, and that's Transistor. It came out last oh, week. Right, yeah. Uh-oh, you oh, two are going to hear I should just step away. I, I liked the game. I felt like uh, the art style was great. The, so good. The, the music, music was really amazing. good. Um, combat got a little repetitive after a while. Well, um, I was a big fan of Bastion, mm-hmm. so they had me at the music and they had me at the art because it looks super cool. And right now, I'm progressing through it more than anything to find out what the hell is going on. Mm. Okay, now assume that most people are like me. I have not played this game. Okay. I've heard people talk about it a little bit on social media. What is it? It's kind of... So it's a, an indie game <coughs> that's made by uh, Supergiant Super Giant Games who made Bastion. It's an isometric view action Game. I don't know that I call it an RPG. You do equip different abilities, and you do level up. And you can chain your abilities. You can chain it has your RPG elements. With RPG elements, and it's um, it's almost like it's also it's, it's almost like technical fantasy, like comp- like or digital fantasy or something. In that you have this giant sword, but it's also maybe a microchip, and the enemies are called things like processes and. You ha- your powers are functions. Yeah, your your attacks are structured as functions, and you can chain them together. So you might hmm. live in a digital city. I'm not sure yet. I haven't got... I mean, it might, you live in a city. I'm not sure. It seems like it might be digital. And you're a singer, but you don't have a voice anymore. But you have this big sword that can talk to you. And you actually said that you were complaining you couldn't get a bottle opener that was like A the, bottle opener? No, what was blasphemy, it? Blasphemy. A USB <laughs> memory stick. A USB oh, memory stick. Cool. Right, because that sword in the game even has like the four USB pins on the end totally of it. Totally does. So I was, I, after I was done with the game, I was like, I want to buy this as a USB memory stick. So I went to the Supergiant website. I was like, I can't believe they weren't like, we should make this. Hey, Supergiant <laughs> Super yeah. will give you that one for free. Yeah, Come that, on. That, Come on. Make a USB stick. Just send me one. So obviously you like the game if you're going out trying to find a USB stick based Um, on the sword in the game. The the combat in it is interesting because it's sort of real time in that uh, the actions that you do take place in real time. But then you can also sort of pause it and go in and set up a a chain of moves. It's similar to VATS in Fallout 3. Okay. So you don't have to use it, but you're probably going to use it. You don't have to use it, but you're going to get your ass kicked. But you have to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the VATS was the thing in a video game that I missed somehow in the tutorial. It brought me to that tutorial. I'm like, this is – what is this? I'm skipping this and left because I didn't know that was a big part of the, the Fallout 3 system. I literally played about 20 hours, I think, of the game without using VATS. <laughs> so that was pretty dumb of me. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot better at the game after I discovered how to use VATS. Of course. There are some interesting things in that. So you get these abilities. I think right now I've got like maybe 10 unlocked. Mm-hmm. And then you have you have like maybe five slots. I think it, in, it increases as you go uh, where you can put abilities. But then you can also take abilities that you don't have equipped and put them in like as sub abilities underneath those. And they change the way each ability functions. Right. So then there's even another layer above that as well where you can equip them as passive abilities where they just have a passive effect that's constantly I haven't unlocked the passive ones yet. Yeah, so eventually you'll get to the point where you can have, I believe, up to four passive abilities, four active abilities, and then four augment ability, or sorry, two augment abilities per active ability. But then you can't can't actually have all of them equipped because you have a certain amount of overhead in each ability that you equip in a different way. It takes takes up this much of, yeah, your memory. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you have to like pick and choose, be like, oh, well, this one is like super powerful, but I can't take this one right now because that would put me over my limit. Really complex. I have no idea what I'm doing at all. I think that I'm probably really, really bad at it. No, it took me a while as well. Like, there's really no explanation for a lot of the systems. And normally I hate that, but it was really kind of charming in this game. I think I probably played for two or three hours before I finally figured out like, oh, these augment that, 
this makes the game harder, you know, because like, there's also limiters. Yeah. Which are there and increase the difficulty, but then you get more XP. Admit you like this game. I don't know why no, you... it's a good game. Just I feel like you, the, the enemies are repetitive. Then after a while, the combat's just kind of the same thing. You go from smiling, talking about the game, and then I ask you what you thought about it. You go, no, I'm very serious about <laughs> No, 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 no. It's a, it's a good game. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just there's to, a thing, and you do this, and you do that? Do you like it? Oh, it's okay. I like, <laughs> I like the music sure. of the game so much that all day, I, like, I went to their website and found out that you can stream the soundtrack... So I've just been like camping on their website, streaming the soundtrack mm. all day, going. Oh. <laughs> and then I get like vaguely stressed out because it's game music, and sometimes it's combat, and mm. I get that sort of muscle memory where I'm just like, "What am I freaked out about?" Oh, that's right, it's probably combat music. Mm. But I, it's I, so I, good. Yeah, that I can't stand that when I hear music and it gets me tense, and I didn't realize like that's it's just cues basically from <laughs> when I played the game for mm-hmm. hours on end. There's this site called uh, it's I think it's rpgamer.net and then there's it's like rpgamer.net slash radio and you can go to it and it's just like a like a digital radio station that streams music from games. That's all it does. It's great. I would sit there and I would listen to it all the time because it'll have a lot of music that I like from games that I haven't necessarily played. Uh-huh. And then it'll kick into something that's super familiar and really nostalgic. And then I'll forget about it. And then I get really stressed out and I just start freaking out and I don't know why. And then I'm going, oh, yeah, I spent, you know, an hour and a half trying to beat this boss. And I tell you what, fun, something fun we did is you and I took a road trip and we were on the road trip like in the American Southwest, like driving through Arizona and canyons <laughs> and stuff. And we played the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack the entire time. Mm. It was awesome. It was really fitting. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good way to approach a road trip. It was cool. Like plan all of your music listening to like different geographic areas. Mm-hmm. Like if you drive through Vegas, have like the New Vegas song. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so well suited. Had a lot of fun. I think New Vegas was one of the things we played actually because yeah. we when we you know we We'd ran run out, of out Red and then we'd songs. be like what else is from the like this worked out so well what else like mm-hmm. is takes place in the dude desert? video oh, game soundtracks yes. are a good deal really for good. digital music I never but she had a bunch of them. I had never bought one before I think I got one as a code when I download or when I bought a like, collector's edition or something or pre ordered um, but you get like typically like between twenty eight and forty songs mm. for the cost of like a low priced album. I mean, keeping in mind that some of them are quite short because yeah. it's it's like you know so and so's intro and you're like here's a thirty second track. Yeah. But overall, they're really good and they're really high quality. I don't think a lot of people understand, or I'm sure they understand, but don't necessarily appreciate just how good game music can be. It's a good mm-hmm. Kickstarter reward. I, fe- I see that's that's commonly used. You know, it's it's a good. Incentive. You get a soundtrack. So we're we're pretty much at time. Do here. you want to do a quick Co- lightning round? A couple okay. of things I yeah. did want to mention real fast. So I guess Duncan Jones announced that filming on the Warcraft movie is complete. I think that could possibly start the era of good video game movies. I'm very excited. We'll about see. It. March 2016 release date. They got two years for post. Duncan, Duncan Jones. Who is he? Do you know who he is? Uh, David Bowie's son. David Bowie's son. He directed the movie Moon. Yes. Very good movie. Uh, I also, also wanted to the mention to Oblivion. that uh, <laughs> Papers Please... Spiritual, the, the, spiritual prequel? Spiritual. Lightning round. The creator of Papers, Please <laughs> announced his next game. It's a one-bit mystery called The Return what? of the Obra Dinn. What is, what is one that? Bit? How do you have a one-bit mystery? He's going to use one-bit graphics rendering. It's just black and white. It's text. It's black and white. It's, it's going to be like, Zork. Yeah, it's, uh, right. it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, da, da, da. Half of PS4 owners have PlayStation Plus. Yes, according that, to Sony, that's good. The, Sony's done a really good job with that, you know, and like they lots of, value. All, lots of value, all the free games, all that sort of stuff. There's also we're going to put this in the patch notes. So we don't have time to really get into it. Uh, Left for Dead has been ported for arcades in Japan. I want this in the U.S. And there's a trailer for it. The characters are different. We'll list it in the patch notes. You can check it out. Uh, it's really, really uh, interesting. That uh, bums me out. That's not in the you US. get Schoolgirl. Evolve coming out November. There's no controllers for it though. And Star Citizen <laughs> has reached 44 million dollars in crowdfunding. That's get even, the that, fuck out like, of here. That's not even news at this point. Every, 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 like, we every time someone it. says like, oh, like they've reached this, and I'm like, look. 
there's only so many times this is news. They've gone beyond anything <laughs> ever. Also, right. they released a narrated gameplay version of the Borderlands pre-sequel. That's basically it's, what we saw at PAX East. Yes. Yeah, so That's what they were showing at PAX East if you're interested. Yeah, it's a 15-minute long It's video. really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. It, it really shows off what makes the game different from previous Borderlands titles. It shows All low right. grab, shows oxygen, and the mechanics thereof. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, next Monday, we'll be back with uh, RT Podcast for our sponsors on roosterteeth.com. And next Wednesday, we'll be streaming again for sponsors uh, on the patch. Uh, if you're interested, check it out at roosterteeth.com. Thanks for watching, everyone. And next week, we'll get back to the gossip. Bye. Videos.